Welcome one, welcome all to episode 191 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan. And in this episode, we discuss Xbox's new enforcement system to combat toxic behavior in the community. Game Pass has begun a slew of high-profile releases that shows no signs of slowing, and the Xbox 360 store is shutting down all that while Starfield has gone gold. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming week better, but first, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. It's been it's been a lot of content to digest this week, mm-hmm. and uh I'll admit there's a little bit of jealousy out there. There's some codes went out for Starfield and I felt Mm -hmm. a little, a little sad that, you know, we didn't get, uh, we didn't get access to that. But Mm -hmm. honestly, at the same time, uh, what we are playing, I'm I'm having a really good time with. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bummer, but it's not the worst thing in the world because I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what we are touching on. So we'll probably get to talk to that at some point, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. Embargo I'm, for that one is up. We'll have to talk about it on our next episode. But yeah, yeah. It, it, I had that strange feeling too, where like code A didn't come in, code B <laughs> did, and I'm like, all right. And uh, truth be told, in the reality of things, code B makes more sense as far as our time is concerned. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I saw that too, and uh, I feel like we were this close, just a few hundred thousand followers short. Uh, yeah. Of where we needed this close. Yeah. Yeah, real, half real, half a mil is nothing compared yeah. to you know the the world population or the number of stars. So I mean, I feel like we were right there. Yeah, but it was cool to see that that people were showing excitement for it. That that a lot of the high profile places were playing it. We kind of knew that, so we knew that they were playing before they told us, or at least I knew some of them were. Um, yeah, but I it's think, cool. I think a but, couple outlets got like stuff sooner than mm, like yeah. the the broad scope of it, but. I think that's just because we know that they're they're going to have some really really big depth guides that they want to do for it. And exactly, and that and that makes that makes perfect sense on a PR side. And um, that literally is my words of kindness this week: is that I have dealt with probably ten different PR entities, companies, firms over the last uh, probably week since we last mm. recorded. I guess it would be the easiest way to say that. Probably yeah. ten different ones, and all but like two have been just the most polite, amazing, kind people. And, and I would talk to PR for codes, guys, for scheduling interviews, for just checking in and seeing how coverage or what coverage plans are. Um, and so many of them are dealing with massive amounts of emails and just responding, being kind, coordinating. And that really, to me, is very uplifting because whether it's a, a yes or a no to whatever I need, what we need for XEP, uh, what we can or can't get, when I see human beings on the other end, and they're respectful and and uh they're not they, they recognize sometimes they can't give good news and it's a it's a positive exchange i really appreciate that um i think that is something that is lost on a lot of people in content creation i know in creator talk we talk about this sometimes but um 
there is a sense of entitlement that can accidentally or intentionally come with different levels of creation and PR puts up with all of that, right? Yeah. Similarly, there can be an accidental or intentional entitlement from like a PR company because they control the distribution or the, the availability of certain things. And when I see people being kind and respectful in those realms, I appreciate it sincerely and holistically. It's just a very nice feeling, regardless of what the answer is. So if that's too cheesy, I apologize. But it's so true because I've developed so friendships with some of these. Is it cheesy? Is it cheesy? It's no, I, I it's. It's, uh, it's, 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 my wife would probably call it hyperbolic because we tend to, uh, we tend to praise a lot, uh, online, but it's one of those things where I, I, I know exactly how you feel because it's, it's so tough to actually try and like get stuff from folks that you don't like interact with on a daily basis or from other companies and stuff like that. So when you, when I deal with someone like that through my, my actual job and stuff, I'm just like, <sighs> There's someone who understands the plight of having to deal with this. And it's so right. refreshing to actually get honest answers and help with something that you're genuinely just trying to work on and not and not just get obstructed or, or sidelined because they're either too lazy or they don't care. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And some of these yeses and no conversations I'll exchange with people like have turned into conversations about like the Seattle Sounders or Beyonce or uh, yeah. this niche game from like 10 years ago. And to me, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a, a fun thing. So the, my shout out is to those who have been putting up and are going to put up with a lot of emails oh, from any wow. number of places over the next few months because it's it's a pack season, which is great for us. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, so. man, they got a lot of a lot of email blasts to put out. And mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's a that's a I think I saw some folks talking about just how busy they've been because of the season and marketing. Yeah. I was like, and that sucks. <laughs> Sorry. What about you? Who, who are you sending kindness to? Um, so it's going to be out to uh, to uh, Chloe Kwok over at Rare. Because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw there was a video that went out that was like an Evanescence thing, but they were using they were using these little musical instruments that look like notes, but are kind of like themed as uh, like different characters from Japan. I see. I'm and watching this, it right now. And the, <laughs> the, so the Evanescence video is hilarious. Uh, and, and it was one of those things where they used the note to do the vocal track, but it's like a mora 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 sound that yeah. just hits the actual notes with the backtrack. Yes. Yeah, and it cracked me. And I was like, oh, Rare needs to do this. They, they need, and I've been bugging, uh, Chloe, who's one of the, one of the best and brightest musicians over at Rare, uh, to, to kind of like do some Sea of Thieves content. Right. Mm -hmm. And she just, uh, got tagged by Robin Beanland, who's been at the studio since the, the Donkey Kong days. And, uh, uh, you know, gave kudos to her for one of her songs that she did for Sea of Thieves, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. She does great, great work. And uh, I, t I tagged her and uh, asked with uh, that, that Evanescence video with the notes, um, like when we're going to get a, like an actual Sea of Thieves thing. And bless her, she responded, man. She gave uh -oh. me a Sea of Thieves uh, version of the, <laughs> of the, the, uh, the main theme it, using one of those notes and it is painful to listen to but it is so funny <laughs> i can't help it yeah that's I mean, fun i see it i'm listening that is, that is rough but funny i'm cool for the community so, it's so silly but it was one of those things where i was like it's so nice to be with a studio that you work with uh and that you cover mm -hmm. so deeply and for so long that 
you know, like I, I look at like how the Destiny devs and, and community managers are having to like shield themselves and deal with lawsuits against right. uh, community members and stuff like that. And it's like that ruins the bond between gamer and consumer to creator and developer. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love about Rare is, is that Rare is is protective but they're willing to actually like engage with the community especially mm -hmm. members that have been around for a long time they're very very wholesome and very loving about that and i've never gotten to meet chloe mm -hmm. i would love to it'd be fantastic to get to talk to her because she's just a she she reminds me of like a like one of those kind of um uh shakespearean uh midsummer night kind of sprites who's just mm -hmm. like full of joy you know like one of those one of those forest creatures that just has like all of the energy and and uh and, and enjoyment of of life and doesn't have have to think about like the 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 nihilistic sure. uh, process or, or negativity in the world and stuff like i'm sure she probably deals with you know mental stress yeah. as as much as anyone but shout out to her for cracking me up yesterday with this with this video because i i did not expect it mm -hmm. I, I it was not it was not you know it was not needed or or uh, uh you know uh, owed mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was so cool to have that from from that studio that they're willing to to be cool with that and to have fun and just be a, a really good group of people that love that they had a jurassic park themed event at their studio the other day Mm -hmm. full with dinosaurs and just fun and it's like they're a studio that that they get flack for stuff like any other studio but they're just a really cool studio so shout out to chloe for for really just loving life dope man very cool I dig it yeah well logan uh we of course have our patreon pitch here where we talk to to uh, our listeners and say that you guys can help keep the lights on and the content coming and uh goodness knows that happened this past week we have three new patrons three people that chose to support xcp uh in the absolute best ways and uh it felt so good because they just came in and it was awesome in discord fun and happy and uh they dropped in at tier two so they have access to the creator talk series um it was super cool uh would you like to read our three new members i'm i'm gonna do my best because i feel like i might i might butcher this so feel free to correct me on this if i mess mm -hmm. it up uh because I, I don't think i've actually ever heard their names like set out, but uh, Motto 1606. I, I think, think it's it Motto because it's Motto. That's highest. So I'm thinking that, but ah, uh, Motto, Motto, nice. let us know. Let name. us know. Okay. So Motto 1606, please correct me. Uh, Randall Thor, never heard of him. Uh, the man with the million. <laughs> that was cool to see him pop in. That was really it was, cool. It was really kind of him to do, especially knowing that he just got a, a code for, um, for uh, Starfield. Yeah, and, and him and Jess were talking about it on Xbox Two the other day, mm -hmm. yesterday. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Randall Thor nineteen, appreciate you, and then Sil Kennett, I think is yeah. how it is. Okay, Sil Kennett is how I've been pronouncing it. Sil but Kennett. again, correct us always. We we yeah. want to make sure we get your names right. But how cool was that? Just seeing those three people drop in and uh, start you know chatting in Discord and and whatnot. It was it was cool. It was a fun yeah. week, and it it I always love makes our Discord. So do I, man. So good. This week, this week was tough for me for all the reasons I told you prior to recording. And they were just so kind and warm. Being able to say good morning to a community every morning is awesome. Feels mm -hmm. good. So. Yeah. Well, uh, as part of being a tier two or three patron, you get your name read on the show. And I'm going to go ahead and read those names now. Uh, 
Are you ready, Logan? I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cipher, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, Matto 1606, Randolph Orr 19, Silken It, Rick Gaffney, Zach LeCoulter, Hafrican, a.k.a. Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for choosing to support XEP at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. You guys are keeping the lights on and the content coming, and it is crucial and appreciated given how busy our holiday season is. And upcoming, guys, if you haven't, I'll say this, if you haven't checked out the interviews that went out recently with, uh, we had Oceanhorn 2 and Marble It Up Ultra, those interviews uh, went out, as did Double Dragon, and upcoming i've got interviews scheduled though there'll be a small break for gamescom uh with immortals of avium uh shredder's revenge for the dlc dimension shellshock we'll have uh we'll have yannick back on the show and the making of karatika from digital eclipse we'll have stephen frost back on the show a lot of stuff in scheduling and i'm looking forward to to chatting about that so thank you guys for supporting the content it makes the big difference Logan, we have a ton of news to get to 13 minutes in, but I've been, I always enjoy just chatting. Um, did you see that the release date for Shredder's Revenge was released and all the content that's coming with it? I did see it. Yeah, it's it's coming up at the end of the month. It's nice that it's only going to be eight bucks, eight bucks, seven ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. Eight bucks, man. I, I love that they're bringing uh, the character like different characters to it and stuff. Um, I. I didn't I remember collecting the comics back in the 90s and I had like every single Turtles comic when they were coming out and then they did a shoot off of that with the uh, Usagi mm-hmm. character. Yep. And I was like, what is this? What is why are why are what's, what's a rabbit mm-hmm. samurai rat? What's going on with this? And I remember falling in love with that character and uh, um, just like kind of following their their storyline through the comics as well, too. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like it kind of branches off and, you know, like turtles start going into space and stuff like that. But it was so cool. And this is such a good, a, a good t- a kind of like it's, it's reverence to the material, right? right. Like you're never going to see Usagi in a, in a movie. If you do, I'd be very impressed. I haven't watched all of them, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like, I'm probably not going to watch the Michael Bay one. That's just, that's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, but to see him, just come to the just come to the actual like there's a couple other characters i'd love to see but to see them actually come to shredder's revenge treasure revenge really is like it needs like a full-sized arcade cabinet to be made man like i got to it's play yeah. turtles in time last mm-hmm. june when mm-hmm. i went out for the for one of the uh, fast legends for sea of thieves and uh me and the boys went down to uh a, an open bar slash our barcade Mm-hmm. And they had like free play on all the arcade units. So getting mm-hmm. to play through all of Turtles in Time on an actual arcade machine, the whole game was so amazing. But Turtles and uh, Shredder's Revenge is just one of those ones where it's like, this is a this is a beast of a game. Like this mm-hmm. game should be like revered. And, and honestly, considering the quality, like 
it needs to be like recognized at, at award ceremonies and stuff because it is just continued to deliver good news when it comes to to all the different characters. So seeing the two characters that they're bringing in mm-hmm. this time just really makes me happy to see and seeing a uh, uh, cry i think or carry mm-hmm. okay cry. Uh, cry uh that's one character that like i i don't ever remember do you oh yeah so okay. Karai, so tmnt shredder's revenge is a, a turtle fan's dream right and yeah, karai is a character really is. that shows up in multiple uh methods of distribution because there's a lot of different comic runs uh, and I recommend everybody the ID, IDW run. It's it's fantastic. I'm on volume three now. Um, but Karai oh, is Shredder's daughter. Um, okay. And he doesn't like her, but she's part of the Foot Clan. And so there's a lot of con- uh, contention there. She's a fantastic character, a lot of depth. You see her in a lot of the, in a couple of the cartoon versions as well. Um, but the reason it's so cool is that uh, Usagi and Karai are both fan favorites. And they're kind of applied to the 1987 or 89 shows aesthetic here, which is really cool. Um, There's a survival mode coming uh, with it. There's a lot of new uh, color palette swaps that like match the different eras of Turtles. So like there's a color palette for the 2003 show, for the 2012 show, for Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dollars to Donuts, we at some point see the new mutant mayhem color palettes there's game boy color palettes eight bit versions of them all in there and so to see that all happening plus a lot of new cameo stuff it's it's when you see cameos in mcu and you're like wait i know that Mm -hmm. but if you don't know it it's still cool part of the aesthetic they've done a lot of that for tmnt fans and um it's been a nice two years i think for for fans of that i know listeners of this show have been hearing my love for it um, but I just thought it was cool to get a date. The price seems very reasonable. Um, and I'm excited to to see what happens and to talk to Yannick once again. So so that'll be fun. I kind of been chatting with him off. Who's um, your who's your next character that you want in the game? Yeah. After Karai. Um, I want I want Ronan uh, mm. for, as a character in there um, or or skin. But I, I would like Ronan in there and then Night Watcher, uh, which is Raphael's oh. alternate personality. From okay. or, or alternate persona when he split off from the turtles um to do, to do his own thing uh while they were in disarray so both of those would be really cool so i was thinking yeah. uh i was thinking fugitoid oh that's cool that's cool i say fugitoid but fugitoid would oh, make sense yeah i have no idea dude um, i wonder how he fight because he never fights in the comics yeah, yeah that's a good call. it's good just call. i remember having the figure back in the day and it was just for something something about that figure I just really liked. But yeah, like them in um, uh, Manta Ray and there's, there's a lot. Remember. There's a lot. Yeah. They're in the background, actually. You'll see them in the background. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, I want to to call out a couple things also. Hi-Fi Rush Logan hit 3 million players, which I think is fantastic for a niche shadow drop that didn't do any marketing, no commercials, right? Like, yeah. Three million players. Really exciting for me uh, to see that one happen. Um, And then the making of Karataka, which I mentioned kind of in our interview set. We're going to talk to Steven about it um, in a couple weeks. But that's coming out towards the end of the month. I think it's the 29th that's coming out. But this is Digital Eclipse at their best. Digital Eclipse uh, known for the Mega Man Legends uh, collections, for Cowabunga collection, for the Atari 50th anniversary. And now they're doing something called the Gold Series, which they're taking game preservation to the next level by creating like an archive or a spotlight on a game or collection 
But then next to all the things they bring in their collections, like artwork and, and concept art and, and character type stuff, it's now going to be an interactive documentary, including interviews and prototypes where devs talk about a section of the game while you're playing it. Kind of like a director's commentary, but it's interactive. I love this, um, even to include prototypes that were never released. The making of Karatika is kind of their first in this series. And whether you know Karatika or not, because I do not, that's not something I'm familiar with. But seeing the level that they're going to for game preservation and comparing that to what they've done before and programs like AntStream, which we've talked about, um, I really love that history is being captured, even though it's not enough. History is being captured uh, in, in a way that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is is honestly like what you want from game preservation reverence with uh, a, with a, a recording of the history kind of made into into one thing it was what what really made the atari collection so fantastic is you could actually go through each of the timeline in in for each game and kind of see like when it came out and like you know what what's some information about it and stuff like that i love digital clips man they they are some of the ones that they pick games that i've never heard of that they uh they just they just find a way to get access to it and they just mm -hmm. do a really good job um having having like i said reverence for the actual material so i'm really interested to see how this goes the thing that impresses me though is that i don't know what it is about that studio but how they operate off of the income of just one collection moving to the next is so old school compared to the the battle pass microtransaction laden stuff that we get nowadays that it's it's so fantastic to see like how they're able to come up with these projects especially considering that the mating of, making of karatika is going to come out at twenty dollars so you really like if you love game preservation it's not like they're asking you to spend like 40 bucks it's not like they're asking you to spend 50 bucks it's not like they're asking you to spend 70 bucks mm -hmm. it's 20 bucks and this is going to fund their next project mm -hmm. and it's just at that point, like even if you don't even know what, what Karataka is, you know you're going to get a really good product mm -hmm. because of how how much time and energy and effort goes into what they make on a regular basis. So I love it. It's fantastic. Agree. Fully agree. And I'm anxious to just explore the game or the, the documentary aspect of what they're doing because I saw with Calabunga Collection, they went into the vaults at Konami. Konami helped them get tons of concept art. With so Atari, cool. they were interviewing people like, yeah, it's just really cool to see their evolution as a studio, the evolution of games that they are able to spotlight. It's just neat. So and I, they, and I agree. Support, support. They have some of the best emulation out there. Like they really, yeah. they really do make, they emulate their games so truthfully to, to what they felt like back in the day. Agreed. Yep. Well said. Uh, Logan, moving on. Did you note that the Xbox 360 is about to hit a milestone of, Great joy and sadness, I think, as it is announced that the store for the Xbox 360, which you can still access, is officially closing on July 29th, 2004. That'll be uh, 18 years because it, it launched in 2005. That is pretty darn wild. But but starting in, in July or on July 29th, no longer on the 360 will you be able to buy new games, DLC, uh, movies, that kind of stuff. Uh I'd say end of an era, but it feels like it already ended, but it didn't, but it did. Um, this this solidifies it as one of the retros now. Yeah. Like so when you went officially retro. Yeah. In my opinion, when you can no longer access the store for a product, 
that's when it becomes retro. It's like the Xbox uh, 360. It's it's been around for since. It's crazy that it was 2005 because it feels like it was 2001 when the Xbox came out. And it reminds me that game consoles used to be on a much shorter cycle. Yep. Back in the day. And now that they cost like five hundred dollars, that's a lot harder to <laughs> to justify every four years. But you could argue the mid-gen refresh has kind of taken the place. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you'd win the argument, but it kind of feels like that. No, you're right about that. And it's dirty. It's super dirty because um, it doesn't seem like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. With the Xbox One to the one to the One X, I will I will allow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the refresh is where it's just like, yeah, it's just going to look a little bit different. Mm, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I think that's a little messed up. But yeah, this is a funny anecdote. Um, my in-laws purchased uh, and, and it's my uh, uh, brother and sister that are in-laws. Uh, they purchased a 360 a couple of years ago. And I don't know why. But Weird. they bought they bought that, and that's been like the their Xbox. And I was like, I don't, "Why did they? Why didn't they just get a one?" Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, "I don't know. I I, I didn't. I, I don't think they know the the difference or like you know what's what's newer, older, and stuff." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, that's fair, but okay. I gotta let them know because they've got another year if they're planning on using. And and honestly, if they aren't using that, I might try and get it from them. Yes. Yeah. I don't have an Xbox 360, mm-hmm. but I got a TV that'll hook up to it. Yep. I have, I have a 360 over there and I use it to play some of the, the disc based stuff or um, there's some disc based games that are not back compat that I've never played, but I like having them. Like I like that I have the Captain America disc. So if I yeah. want to see that history, I can. Um, so that's, that's um, a couple of things I wanted to, to make sure that we touch on. Uh, this isn't going to affect backwards compatible games on newer systems. It's not going to affect any game that you purchase between now and July 19th or 29th of 2024. You're still going to be able to play all those games. You're still going to be able to access all the multiplayer. The movies and TV app is discontinuing. You won't be able to access the movie and movies and TV app on the console to watch anything that you've purchased. So you will need to go to like someone was a, a newer system or the web browser or like the Windows Store or like, you know, movies and TV app on your PC or something else to be able to watch that content. So mm-hmm. if you're if your 360 is your main driver for your kids Bluey or something like that, like we're going to have to we're going to have to upgrade. We're going to have to uh, find another way to access that. So that's the one thing. But outside of that, it's just kind of one of those one of those, you know, end of an era kind of things. You know, it happens. Remember the first time I really felt like it was I was cool with the Xbox 360 store digital, like something felt different was in Gears of War 2 when they had an expansion released digitally, like a lost level kind mm. of thing. Um, and that's when I think in my mind, I became very comfortable. I think I'd purchased you know small arcade games here and there, small DLCs, but that's when I was like, okay, this is the future. Um, yeah. And they started letting you install games. And the 360 was a, such a cool system. I think just a really cool system. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Kind of reminds me, we got a question. I don't know if we'll get time to, uh, to approach it, but all right. Our thoughts on like physical media and stuff. Talking oh, about yeah, like, all that, this era being the one that's like kind of pushed us into digital purchases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that was a good question. I saw that as well. So, 
Uh, did you see, well, I'm, I'm saying, did you see, of course we both saw that Xbox has introduced a new enforcement strike system in order to kind of curtail toxic behavior, a method of, uh, keeping people from, I guess, stepping out of line in online lobbies, all the things that you've come to know from the Xbox 360 era of, uh, finding out that your mother was, was very loose and, and fast. Um, this new strike system operates by it's like eight strikes and you're out kind of thing. Uh, but one infraction might be worth multiple strikes. It reminded me of like DMV type stuff mm-hmm. in America. Like if you have a, a driving infraction, you can get three points on your license or one point, you know? Yeah. Um, but really interesting to see how they're going to try and handle this and regulate it. Would you talk about that? Yeah. So Xbox's new enforcement system or in, enforcement strike system is going to help try to educate players on what they're doing which is bad and try and curtail that behavior through the strike system so that way so each strike is going to be six months and in 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 the more strike you know once you hit eight strikes you get suspended Mm -hmm. uh and then you get like this opportunity to kind of redeem your like you can appeal it there's like a 24-hour period like when you get a strike to to appeal it if you feel Mm -hmm. like it's been wrongfully um uh reported uh but the idea is is that everyone's going to start with a blank slate Mm -hmm. zero strikes previous enforcements are still going to have to be completed so if you've been on suspension you'll still have to complete that Mm -hmm. suspension but once that suspension's up then you'll be like on on ground zero with everyone else um the the one thing that i am very worried about is something that was addressed on twitter is that one of the the problems with in, uh, having a strike system like this is that it may take longer for people to actually get banned mm-hmm. for stuff that feels like it's actually going to be more negative towards the actual one. So things like profanity, that's like one strike. Cheating, one strike, which is mm-hmm. surprised the heck out of me. Um, anything that's inappropriate sexually is going to be considered two strikes harassment Mm -hmm. and bullying which is probably the most common is going to be two strikes and then things like hate speech are going to be three strikes for for something to be bullying versus someone being a jerk by the way that means it's habitual and repetitive yeah Uh, because like i could be a jerk to somebody that's not bullying that's me being a jerk but bullying is consistent and repetitive and there's that's the difference there so and you you would know because of having so much uh, like exposure to that with schools and teaching and stuff like that you probably see that more than most people yep um kids are fantastic have lots of kids folks uh so i'm really curious to see like one strike will will get you uh kind of in that territory of getting a suspension you know four strikes will get you like you know into to second suspension territory the problem that i see with this is that with the strikes and the suspensions are like we're talking like a day so like one strike is one day Two strikes is one day. Three strikes is three days. Four strikes is seven days. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if you if you take a look at it, if you're using hate speech and something that's sexually inappropriate with profanity, mm-hmm. and they they peg you for all of those, that's six right there. Mm-hmm. So six is already going to get you twenty one days of suspension. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a long time to be paying for Game Pass that you can't play. So also hopefully. hopefully uh hopefully that kind of curtails it the question that i have for this is that making an account and making an email is Mm -hmm. so simple nowadays Mm -hmm. that what is to prevent someone from losing this account 
who's only paying for game pass canceling their game pass and then buying making a new account and getting a new game pass on there well it's always been the case that anybody that wants to go around a security system or an enforcement system of any kind you know throughout history uh there the people that are wanting to do wrong are always going to be ahead of security measures uh, and they're always going to find loopholes and ways to do it the goal is to make it as obtuse and frustrating as possible so that fewer and fewer people are willing or wanting to do it. In this case, uh, that is a several steps to go in and cancel Game Pass. That's money spent, cancel the car, whatever you get. There's money spent and things like that. Um, and the idea is to curtail the behavior. Will it be an en masse catch-all system? No, and there's going to be flaws in it. As we, we noted, Stallion 83 was banned for two days based on an automated system of people reporting and just trolling. There yeah. are things that are Xbox is going to have to work out. Shout out to, by the way, Chris over at the Iron Lords who put me uh, onto that. He wrote a good article there. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it is always going to be the case that you can find loopholes and ways around systems, right? That's literally what cheating is, is finding a way around the systems in place to stop cheating. Um, in this case, I think it is an important thing that Xbox is doing, and I applaud the steps for it. I don't feel overly affected given that uh, if I'm playing games with a headset on, I'm playing with a isolated contained group and yeah. talking to Sony part. Yes, yeah, they're not listening in. Protect the kids. Um, and so, like, I, I don't feel like I ever hear the lobbies. I never hear people at most. Like if I'm in a street fighter, I see the chat pop up of people being rude or disrespectful or whatnot. Um, but I don't talk to other gamers that I don't know. That's not something I'm interested in, but maybe that's an age thing, right? Because nobody I know does, yeah. but also I'm, I'm, you know, creeping in on 38. I have no interest in talking to strangers, you know, like, yeah, it's not my interest level. This is, this is something that is a lot more prevalent in sea of thieves. I see because mm. there's, you can Open have world text. Makes sense. Yeah. This is, this is a, a thing where like text to speech and stuff gets knocked out, but you can still, there's a lot of people that are very toxic on, on sea of thieves. Uh, not a lot of people. I, 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 I probably shouldn't be saying that there's not a lot, but the, the impact that the bad apples make reaches a lot further than the positives out there. So I see point. the tweets of people being rude and and, and harassing and, and using hate speech and stuff like that a lot more than I do like the people having like fantastic interactions and stuff. And I think that's just the nature of social media. But uh, Sea of Thieves has gone to the point where they are, are working to implement or, uh, an expanded reporting system that they already have. Like they have mm -hmm. a reporting system already for like names and ship names and stuff like that. But having an enforcement system like this and having Microsoft back it, I will hope uh curtails like we've been saying a lot of the toxic behavior that tends to come when you you have open mic as the way to communicate with other people you know in a shared world where it's not just a huge lobby of 30 people or mm -hmm. a huge lobby of people where you can kind of you know you 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 just turn it off because there's too many voices in see these it's you and maybe like a handful of other people so you tend to have those open mic things in there because you want to be able to try and parlay with people. You want to try and like, you know, talk to them sometimes and that can, that can get nasty real quick, or you may just, you know, have it on just because you want to be able to talk to other people in your alliance or something like that. So sure. it's, it's more open or more susceptible to this kind of thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that Microsoft having the enforcement system is great, 
make it super easy to report people. That's all I ever ask for. Make it a couple button clicks away because the easier it is to do it and the faster it is to do it, the more likely people will actually use it. I think the majority of people are going to, I think in mass, I think this is a very good thing. I'm really oh, yeah. hopeful and, and stoked. And I, I find this is very much a positive because just act right and you'll be fine. And that's like dangerous mentality. But in this case, like hate speech, right? Like it's clearly defined sexual comments, clearly defined. There are very easy ways to avoid it. I do hope that Xbox irons out and cleans up an appeal system. So let's say you, you, you sink a brig or you um, fight somebody in street fighter, or you just wreck a team in call of duty and you get mass reported or a group of people all at once. And the automated system pings you yeah. that it can be investigated quickly. Uh, because I see content creators are going to probably struggle with this. I mean, like the the live streaming content creations are probably yeah. some. But I think that's a very small portion of the overall affected. But still, I want Xbox to make sure they do the due diligence to allow an appropriate appeal system. One thing that I I was kind of hoping for, and this is something that can always be amended later, is Xbox is currently working on that on that capture system that will mm -hmm. be coming that will allow you to record in-game lobby audio. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to report someone for hate speech or sexually inappropriate comments or uh, uh, harassment, things like that, that it, it requires or strongly suggests that you, you, you attach one of those clips where it mm -hmm. recorded that because that's going to help ensure that that person gets banned with mm -hmm. enough strikes. And I think anybody that is on a microphone in a public lobby that has music playing in the background should be banned permanently ever for always. Cause I never want to hear your music if I'm not. Uh, and it's like that I, in the background. No, no don't, don't defend I, these I, fools. They're just no, blaring no, the, music in the background. No. Okay. The, the, no. the real sinners out there and they know who they are, are the folks that are, and, and I'm not trying to call you short, but the folks that are out there that, have their uh, smoke alarms that can't go in oh. and replace the batteries. Those, Those are, are the real sinners. I think there's a level of hell that contains both, right? And I hope it's hot. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like I hope it's real hot. Change the battery. I don't want to hear the beep. Do you know what it was like virtual teaching, Logan? Do you know how hard it was? Beep, beep, beep. How do you Look, live like that? You kids, oh. kids are short. The, the, you know, they're not allowed on ladders. I understand that when, when you're playing video games, you're, 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 especially all of you COD players that are out there that are playing under 18, mm -hmm. like ask your parents, Hey mom, dad, can I get the step ladder? I need to replace this because my friends are making fun of the beep. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of those people that lives with it by choice, that level of hell. Look, there's look, you. Some folks, there's masochists out there. I'm not going to knock anyone's kink. <laughs> I'm just going to say, think of others. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, I'm really excited for Xbox Game Pass players uh, right now, Logan, because I think we've kicking, we're kicking off a level of quality in terms of the games that are arriving. They've been really good in 2023 and 2022, truth be told. But I feel like with the arrival of Everspace 2, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Firewatch this week that it's now you're rocking and rolling and you are set for some really big launches over the next two months to include Starfield, uh, which has just gone gold. But Game Pass is delivering. We were talking in Discord with Clint Coombs. Uh, he's playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, had a lot of really good things to say about it. Different enough, it seems, according to him, from Dead by Daylight. 
uh, which is cool, but he seems quite happy with that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You have, I got to interview them and, and I'm so excited to play, but I didn't get to, you got to play Everspace too. Um, uh, do you want to talk about that real quick? I think it'd be great. Cause I, th- I'm excited to play this game. Yeah. Folks, okay, so I don't know if I don't know how many people go in and check the reviews on uh, on Xbox games. I, I like to kind of look at the at the star ratings and stuff just to kind of see what people are saying. So Everspace Two, they had they had a rough launch because I don't know who on console. Yeah, on console, I would say because yeah, they've been on they've been on PC Game Pass for a while now, mm-hmm. um, which is I was thinking about. I installed it. I didn't. I really wanted to play with. I really wanted to play with my Starfield controller and it's so dumb because it has the like the little throttle up and down on the joystick and I was like oh that'll be easy to remember I can do that sure enough it actually works really well uh but the 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 Everspace 2 had a really weird um like loading issue with uh textures and stuff like that so they they crunched for like the first 24 hours because it, it was really like you couldn't install it um on the first day and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until late that night that i actually got to install it mm-hmm. uh and then when i did play it every time you destroyed uh one of the drones or one of the other ships the game would hard lock and it would just mm-hmm. freeze and you it, it, like a couple seconds would go by but then it would come right back into it and when you have like multiple ships and stuff like that it's really hard to know like where your input because you're you're literally just kind of sitting there like wondering okay is it going to actually like is it going to cancel after the main screen or what's going on right and it was just because it was a, a texture loading kind of thing so but the frame drop was enough that i actually had to put it down and mm-hmm. wait for a patch and i did not wait long uh it, within 24 hours they did a restack on the data and submitted it got it pushed and now it plays great so that's cool to hear yeah, it was it was fantastic. Everspace Two is, it's a, it's like a Star Wars Squadron for PVE, mm-hmm. and because I, I I was really excited for Star Wars Squadron, I really love all the all the you know Y wing, X wings, and A wings, and Tie fighters and stuff mm-hmm. to be able to you know fly around in, but it didn't have much of a story. The story was more of the tutorial. Mm-hmm. In this, this feels like Star Wars Squadron, but it is full story. And mm-hmm. you just get out there, you go loot stuff, you get new uh, new weapons, you get, you know, different types of bombs, you know, little booster increases and stuff like that. And you can do a crafting system and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of de- developed around the idea that you're kind of jumping from spot to spot. You know, you use your jump drive to go from space to space. And once you're there, it's kind of like a, like, you know, cleaning out a camp in a third person action adventure. You know, you go, you kill the drones, more, more eventually come in. Uh, you you do the little objective there and when you're done you're done you just go back to home base you dump off what you got you go check out a shop you check and see like what they're selling you sell some of your stuff mm-hmm. then you travel to the next planet or the next area and sometimes on the way you see like a little a little distress call and you can kind of peel off and go check out the distress call and get like some good little stuff and there's a couple little puzzles that you got to work out as you kind of have to like move a power core from one area and get it to the to the door that needs power to open up to get the stuff inside within a certain amount of time. And it's just a really cute game and it's a really good cute. flyer. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's adorable. It's, it doesn't, I don't see that when I look at the screenshots, it's not like a, I'm not talking like a, like a hello kitty or a Barbie kind of cute. I'm talking like a, you know, it's, it's, it's endearing that they've, that they've just absolutely nailed the, the flight and the combat feels good. There are settings that I think 
uh, everyone should go through. And there's actually a couple of good videos out there on like some of the settings that you might want to tweak as far as like mm-hmm. your pitch and your yaw. Uh, or like, um, I think one of them that I picked that is an absolute must is the toggle for thrusters like when you mm-hmm. push in i don't know what it is about and, and honestly there's just a lot of buttons on on uh or a lot of controls for mm-hmm. for the actual ship like you can roll i never roll it's too hard uh but anything that requires me to push one of my one of my sticks in like l3 or r3 mm-hmm. anything that that tells me to do that i don't ever want to do that i do not like pushing in my joysticks because i feel like i'm i'm putting more wear and tear on the actual means that (laughs) yeah uh i don't i don't like i don't like pressing them in you know first off it's it's it just doesn't you know like you got to hold it in uh and and whatnot but god you're so immature um so i'm trying to get through this luke you're not making it easy so So there's but there's a toggle in the settings that's like allows you to to toggle on and off the uh the boost and that is that is like a quintessential thing i wish there was a toggle for the roll because if i could toggle in and then because you have to you have to press in on the right and then you have to go left or right and and to maintain that to do a roll uh is not worth it to me if unless Mm -hmm. they turn it into a button where i can switch it but outside of that the the ship combat feels fun i love the lead that they have for the uh the thing because you know whenever you have to lead your target it's always hard to like gauge on how that is but the lock-on system you can actually bump up the aim assist on that mm-hmm. so I, I i always recommend just bump that thing all the way up that way mm-hmm. it just all automatically locks in on the target you fire and you're, and you're good to go uh is it, Anyone that's going to be jumping into armored core is going to have the the same kind of feel like where where you lock in on a target doesn't matter what direction you're moving mm-hmm. the bullets just go straight to it and that's a plus so if you're if you're hungering for starfield you're, you're you, you got that copium that you're you're dealing with right now because you didn't get a code or you're waiting for your early access mm-hmm. and you want to fly around I would use ever ever everspace two is going to be the game that you want to jump into on game pass to be able to do the do the space combat outer worlds is going to be the bethesda space game that you can play right now on game pass mm-hmm. that is going to scratch that itch of going from planet to planet talking to people doing missions dealing with reputations encumbrance all that stuff gotcha okay this makes sense this makes sense and bottom line if anybody did jump into it right away and had problems it's fixed now yeah yeah it's it's 100 fixed definitely worth playing I haven't run into any stutters or issues mm-hmm. since the patch. Honestly, plays great. If we weren't playing uh, the game we're playing this this weekend, this that was going to be what I would check out would be Everspace Two because I'm really excited for it. I love doing that interview, but also like that, that's my yeah. kind of game, you know, and that is my kind of game. So it's going to be one that I'm definitely going to play, and I have a feeling it's one that it's like I'm going to jump into it regularly over the next year, you know? Yeah. What I will say is they do a good a good little on rails tutorial at the beginning to get you custom to like the actual controls. Uh, the the onboarding for their their systems as far as like your guns and your your secondaries and you know all that stuff, it's it's less intuitive, but give it some time to kind of like feel it out. Cause when you start getting some of the upgrades, you'll start to kind of like put stuff in place. And, and once it clicks, it's like, oh, this is just like every other game where, you know, you, you equip better bracers or a better shoulders or a better weapon, you know, like it, it just takes you a little while to get kind of used to 
how their gear system works mm-hmm. compared to others. But once it sets in, it's like, oh, that's perfect. I, I totally get it. Gotcha. Dope. Well, that, that makes me very happy to hear because I'm that is definitely a game I'm going to play regularly. Yeah, uh, it's I, I think I said on socials like there's some games you start or you see and you just know you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that's how uh, Everspace looks to me. That's how the game that we're playing now uh, that has magic and shooting feels to me. Yeah, um, it's just like, yes, this is my kind of game. I fit with this. This fits with me. Um, and it's cool when that happens. I saw uh, a couple of our community like noted a few games for them. Like Ellery, uh, they mentioned that Immortals Phoenix Rising, that's their game. Like it's just boom. That's like another it. good game. Yeah, it's another good game. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun when a game fits you and you know it and it mm-hmm. feels right. Um, so I'm stoked. So yeah. Uh, and I'll call out one more time for Game Pass users. Firewatch is now on Game Pass and uh, Sissy Jones is amazing. Uh, I got to interview her very early in XCP's tenure. One of the nicest people. She's connected me with other voice actors that I've had on the show. She was Fury in Darksiders 3, which I liked. Um, but that story is really cool. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. She carried she carried Firewatch with Delilah. I actually get to go see her in a couple weeks because she's going to be at Sacramento Anime Convention. Oh, along, really? Along with a, a whole heck of a, a lot of amazing people like a lot of amazing people are going to be at this anime convention. And uh, when I saw Sissy Jones was there, I was like, oh, nice. I'm, I'm going to, I'm 100% going to go check, check out one of her, uh, her panels and stuff like that. But yeah, they got like Steve Bloom and a whole bunch of crazy people. Like it's that's some cool. of the best actors out there that I've seen for voice work. That's cool. So that's looking forward to that. Dope. Dope. Logan Starfield has gone gold uh it's out there obviously codes are out there but it's gone gold uh to anyone who's unfamiliar with what that means it means discs are being printed uh code is i don't final is not the right word any longer given the app uh, updates and patches and things but the bottom line is this game is set to launch ready for launch uh we think um sounds like it is cough um, but there are a lot of cool things that came out based on a developer Q and a, uh, 20 different named characters can accompany you. Four of them are members, uh, in constellation, the outposts in Starfield can be occupied by your crew members. Uh, the mechs in the game, kind of a bummer, not usable, I know. Uh, which, which kind of stinks. Uh, <laughs> pacifist mode is not fully available, available question. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where a lot of the stuff they talked about in the Q and A that they did, which was only on their Bethesda Discord, which was some BS. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated the way they went about it because they basically did like forum posts that had the questions, mm-hmm. and they responded, and no one else could say anything because they were just addressing the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the, the pacifist is something that you can kind of get around. If you if you if you nail the speech checks on those, um, mm-hmm. which Baldur Gates fans, you'll probably 100 percent understand that. Or if, if you've ever played a Bethesda game where you have to you know have a certain level of speech to be able to like convince people to be OK with what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, then that it, it's, it's not going to be there's going to be some stuff that you have to shoot. You're going to have to kill some people, but mm-hmm. largely you should be able to do a pacifist run on this. And honestly, it won't matter because on PC, people will write mods in to be able to get past stuff and whatnot, and they'll be able to have their pacifist mode if they want. But 
Uh, yeah. It, and, and I actually put this, I put this in because I wanted to ask you, is that something you've ever tried or ever cared to try? Or do you just like killing people? As oh, a, thanks. As a I appreciate you putting Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> um, God, man. <laughs> you wouldn't let me buy with the stick thing. That's fair. I'm not letting you buy with this. That's fair. I can't argue that. Um, so I have no interest in pacifist mode, uh, at all. Uh, I like the, the like your guns. I like the guns. Yeah, America. Um, but no, I, I in Starfield, what I'm most excited about is the space combat. Mm-hmm. Never space Two reference. You know, like that's that's what I'm most excited about. Starfield is not a game for me. That is not Luke's style game. Yeah. I am excited for it. So mm-hmm. in a way that Elden Ring is not a game that I would get excited about. Right. Like I I don't know if you know this. I gave my Elden. I got an Elden Ring code very early and I mm. gave it to somebody um, with permission. I, I made sure that somebody else that would do a better job covering it mm-hmm. would cover it and got to play it before I did. Mm. And then when I was ready, I jumped in and turns out I love Elden Ring, but it is not my game, right? Like yeah. that is not a game that I, I naturally am drawn to, nor is Starfield. I fully anticipate starting Starfield, playing, enjoying, putting down in favor of Alan Wake or Spider-Man, uh, and then coming back to, mm-hmm. right? That's what I anticipate. Cyberpunk was a good example of this as well. Cyberpunk, not my kind of game. I love 2077, but that's not a game I'm excited for, right? Yeah. Or was excited for. But when I played it, when I was ready to play it, when I was like, all right, this, I feel like I want to play this now. Yeah. Um, then I had a blast. I think Starfield is going to be that for me, right? That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I... I'm looking forward to Starfield, dude. I the the hype is real. I've been playing through Fallout 76 mm-hmm. and uh really, really enjoying the the community there is really good. Like, dude, I just watched a video that was like five things, five unwritten rules about Fallout 76, and they're all community based because it's all one of those things. It's like the community there is so wholesome and so kind and generous. I was really surprised by that. But do you think it's if I may interrupt, yeah, Fallout 76 went on such a troubled journey i feel like those who are still playing truly want to be playing and love it oh yeah yeah like there's 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 been enough stuff wrong with fallout 76 that the people that are there are the the ones that really just they enjoy the world and they enjoy you know fallout Mm -hmm. and this is the first fallout that we've had since four so this is this is their this is their home they've made it their own home and it and you know the world that they've built there is so unique. Like there's a whole ecosystem that is, is solely based around trading weapons, like perfect role weapons and stuff like that stuff that I just, I never knew about and I'm getting Sherpa into that. And that game has turned into amazing, but Starfield is like, is, is that is the copium for Starfield right now, because I'm ready to jump into Starfield. I loved cyberpunk 2077. I wanted that to be, so much more and I'm, that's why i'm looking forward to phantom liberty this year mm-hmm. um because i think they're finally going to to hit that that spot where it, it should have been when it launched mm-hmm. but looking at starfield looking at the fact that you can purchase homes in major cities i'm 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 jazzed about that dude like i can't build stuff on my own but i will 100 buy something and then decorate it after that like that is animal crossing to me in a mm-hmm. really cool game the jail system sounds like it's going to be like skyrim where you can either pay a fine or you can spend time in there uh, Mm -hmm. unless you want to find a way to break yourself out 
Um, I'm really interested. One of the things that I'm, I'm really was hoping for was with, um, uh, with Everspace 2 is you, you can go up to wrecks in space and you can loot them. And they're just kind of like, you know, derelict wrecks. Mm-hmm. In Starfield, they're talking about how you can like go to space wrecks and you can actually go inside them. You can walk around and you can loot them and then get back into your, or you can haul them off and use them for scrap or something like that. It's, it's crazy the amount of depth that they've been talking about and getting the preload of 120 some gigs, man. I felt bad because I still want to finish it, but I had to move Redfall off of my internal off to my, off to my external mm-hmm. drive to make room for the, the preload on Starfield. But I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. And the, and the Q and a was great. It was nice to, have them talk about weird stuff like stuff that 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 bethesda fans will care about because they have like a a kid stuff trait where your parents are going to look like you and i'm like that's that's such a weird thing to me because i'm like well why you know unless you're adopted why wouldn't your parents look like you why would that be a trait that you have to pick Um, build that into a video game is dope yeah (laughs) it's nice to see like the the depth that they're going with this i i will always kind of remain you know kind of guarded as far as like wanting to go in and not be too hype or try and like apologize for issues that are, are clearly there uh when i'm when i know that i'm looking forward to it but it's one of those things where i think this game is going to really let you be who you want to be and i've already been thinking about the fact that i'm like okay i know there's a western city in one of the planets and that they've got space cowboys there and honestly, I, I'm really thinking about going like space cowboy. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking full on, like just Western style. Like I can't think of the uh, the name of the series, and it's blanking out on me. But Nathan Fillion was the lead in it. Firefly. He was a Firefly. Thank you. But I want to kind of go like full on Firefly with this, and 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 I'm excited to think that I can actually do that. Mm-hmm. So there was a really cool. I don't know if you got to see it, but there was a really cool uh, Adam Savage. Um, build where him and his team remade like the the main uh ship that's been in all the promotional material for starfield as like a model kit that you can actually that they could like do a a dolly run shot of like Mm -hmm. old star wars kind of like model kit spaceship they 3d printed the whole damn thing and then painted it It looks fantastic dude Mm -hmm. but that's like an hour-long document or like an hour-long video that they put out as part of the marketing and then the whole news about like, you know, aliens being real and stuff like that. Like it's, it's all been amazing marketing for Starfield. Um, I am on a big Babylon five kick right now. Shout out to Todd Oxtra. Nice. Um, and like the idea that I could, cause the idea that I could basically live a Babylon five simulator yeah. is kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Um, dude, so we could do of, it. Could hundred percent do it. It's the, it's the bummer that it's not multiplayer that you can't, that you can't fully live that idea of having like your own crew with mm-hmm. your buddies and stuff like that. Like a sea of thieves in space mm-hmm. would be kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about that a lot. And who knows where Starfield ends up? Because if you look at yeah. no man's sky as a really nice parallel, there were a lot of things you could do in no man's sky. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that they tease that they weren't ready for you to do. And now yeah. you can, you know? And so uh, I'm really hopeful that everybody gets what they want out of Starfield. There's so much pressure on this game by the community, by say, by, by like bean counters and sales numbers. And will it move Game Pass? Will it move Xbox units? Um, 
I really think it's going to. And I don't say that hyperbolically. I really think it's going to. Um, it just feels different. This game feel uh, the, the 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 early feels different. And I've I've only talked to a few people that have played it, and they they're embargoed. Um, so it's but but something there's a vibe that's different. And I'm really curious if that holds true come launch. Yeah. Right? Will this game need mods and the PC community? to get it to where it should be or is it going to launch where it should be and then it's explored and that's what i'm really fascinated to to see but um listeners let us know what you want to do in starfield i want to see that i love reading the the, the comments on youtube um and and i'm seeing what, pe- what people are up to which reminds me logan we have a giveaway oh uh, right we do we have a giveaway yeah, uh, guys, we have a, a code for Oceanhorn 2, which was uh, an interview I did uh, graciously gifted by the Xbox Drive. They gave us a code to give away. So shout out to them. Um, if you are interested in that code for Oceanhorn 2, please go to the interview over on YouTube of Oceanhorn 2 and leave us a comment. Drop your gamer tag or whatnot. Watch the interview. See if you're interested. But drop your gamer tag in there. And in about a week, I'll uh, I'll pluck it out and and uh, distribute that to a window using RNG. But I uh, really appreciate the code and give, being able to give it back to the community. So there you go. Yeah. And Ocean Horn 2 is fun, I will say. That is a fun Zelda light. Uh, yeah. I definitely want people on to check that one out. I remember playing the original one on mobile on mm-hmm. Apple Store when it was like an exclusive and came mm-hmm. out there. And I was like, this is a pretty solid Zelda game for not being on Nintendo. And I got to say... Yeah, Ocean Horn 2 is fully 3D. It's like uh, yeah. Wind Waker, uh, not Wind Waker, probably Majora's Mask is probably a better comparison. Um, but it's it's cool, right? Yeah. It's neat to see because it was an Apple Arcade and then it made its way over time. Um, and it's big. It's real big now if you want it to be, but the main story is like 15 hours. But there's so much new content that was added. So it's it's a good game. Not to be missed, but by its nature, I think some people will. But if you enjoy Zelda... Please investigate Oceanhorn too. It's fun. Yeah, it, it, like a lot of folks, a lot of folks say that they love like Immortals: Phoenix Rising because of how how similar it is to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. If you love traditional Zelda games like Skyward Sword and stuff, or Twilight Princess, things like that, Oceanhorn Two is is a solid, solid uh, like Xbox available title for that. If you don't have a Switch or something like that, yeah, that's that's better said. Well said, Logan. Um, well said. Uh, Armor Core 6 uh, had a showcase. I yeah. did not watch. Armor Core 6 has been a blind spot for me for all the stuff that's coming out. And I know our Discord community is excited, and I should be because I like mechs. Um, mm-hmm. But I've not been able to truly give it the attention it deserves, uh, given the, the crowding, because the Mortal Kombat stuff is happening this weekend, which I'm working on. and um, The beta you know. kicked up, yeah. Right, yeah, and, and a few other things that we're working on for coverage. So I've been just blank on Armor Core 6. What you got? Dude, Armor, the showcase was so good. Oh, was my it? God. That game looks so pretty. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, so uh, if, if you've seen, like, any of the, the stills and stuff like that or any of the video footage, like, that is what the game looks like. Uh, when they were playing it, they were actually, like, tutorial. They were kind of, like, walking us through, like, one of the levels and then, like, a boss fight. Mm-hmm. That game is solid, dude. That has got a, it has got, like, a, a, a solid frame rate it looks pretty like the combat looks frenetic uh they it was really interesting to kind of like think about the fact that this game is going to play kind of like a souls game because it is a from game but it is 
down in the dirt, still armored core, which means you're going to be working on finding a balance for your weapons, like what kind of arms you want, what kind of legs you want. The type of legs that you go with for your armored core is going to be very important. Tank treads are going to be a lot more heavy duty, but they've also got quad uh, quadrupeds, which allow you to hover in the air compared to like the bipedals that'll let you kind of hop and bounce around and do some strafing left and right as you're flying. But it, it, it matters a lot about that. But you're also going to have to think about like, you know, what is your melee weapon? Have you got a pile driver that hits really slow and really hard? Or are you going to go with a, a plasma sword that's going to cut really uh, fast and, and kind of let you dip in and dip out? Are you going to go with mini guns on both arms? Or are you going to use one as like a linear linear fusion rifle that's going to chew through uh, armor and stuff like that? So it was just really well done. Uh, they got some really fantastic folks in there to to kind of walk you through it. Uh, they've got like a scan feature to be able to detect enemies as you move through stuff. And the thing is, is, is when you're moving through a level, you can do healing, but there's not going to be a whole lot of healing. Your armor is going to be kind of the thing that, that protects you through most of it. But when you die, you can either restart the whole mission or you can restart from a checkpoint and you get your full life and full ammo back because it's not like, um, it's not a game where you have infinite ammo. And there, there aren't going to be like little pickups that you can go along the way that will refill your ammo, like a, like a Gears game or something like that, mm -hmm. or like Halo. So you really have to be on point with uh, your shots, and you really have to think like, how much ammo am I chewing through on my on my minigun here? And it's just it, it would be like as if you were running an actual mech. Like when you're running in a mech and you're out in the battle, like you don't just like walk over ammo and it just automatically gets dumped into your gun. You know, you don't. You don't like play a Resident Evil game and you fire two bullets and then you reload your whole clip. It's like, right. no, you you got to think like how many rounds are in this minigun and it will tell you it'll be like ammo depleted in money minigun. And you're like, all right, uh, well, <laughs> I guess I'm meleeing because I haven't got a whole lot else. Uh, but then they showed off the PvP, which has always been something that is amazing in Armored Core games. And they've shifted the system. It's no longer like when you when you just when your armored core gets destroyed you're out of the match now it's like you get a respawn and it's point based off of the timer for the thing so you know if you if you feel like you're kind of like you're in a bad mix up you might still be able to pull it out uh pull out a win because you can kind of change your tactic yeah you can't change your mech but you can at least change your tactics for that match and watching them play it was amazing because you would think like a bipedal that's flying around and dipping in and dipping out, you know, like a really like fast insect or something like that would really be able to overpower something that is on tank treads with two miniguns just kind of rolling around. Mm -hmm. But it's not the case. And the tank treads, like the the two tank treads on an armored core with like two miniguns. Dude, did you remember playing Star Fox 64? Yeah. You remember the tank that was in that mode? Yeah. That's what it feels like when I'm watching this. You get the hover ability and you can kind of go left and right and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just, it, it feels like it's going to be a really good game. And there's even a giveaway right now on Twitter uh, where Xbox has a, a custom Series X with controller that is Armor Core theme mm -hmm. that all you have to do is retweet with the uh, the hashtag that they've got. Mm -hmm. But it looks really good. It looks like on par with uh, the the Halo infinite one that we got not too long ago and i'm just dude this game looks so good i'm i'm so glad that armored core is getting some love like that i'm really curious to see how this is going to land for elden ring fans that are so so thirsty for from soft content 
mm-hmm. that are going to go into this not having ever played an armored core. Mm-hmm. And because I, oh, sorry, I'm go sorry. ahead. Well, no, I'm I'm curious the level of attention that it gets given that Immortals of Avium, Armor Core, uh, Sea of Stars, and Starfield's news cycles are all overlapping. Yeah. And so over the next week, your Avium launches, Armor Core launches, Sea of Stars launches, and Starfield's early access launches and embargo lifts all within a week of each other. So I'm really interested to kind of watch how this happens uh, because Armor Core is a known name, but it's not a needle mover in terms of big sales units. Uh, but now that Elden Ring and the Souls genre has elevated FromSoft to such a level, there's going to be attention on it. So where does it land, right? Like, yeah. wh- what's going to take attention? And I'm, I think that's probably why Sea of Stars. Uh, shout out to Thierry. I think that's why they said, "Yep, the Game Pass," and "Yep, the PlayStation Plus," because they're going to have an install base because otherwise they'd be competing with marketing budgets that are just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really glad to see a stars is coming to game pass because it makes it so much easier to just, it, I can just install it. I don't have mm-hmm. to think about it. I can just install it and enjoy it. They got their bags of money from Microsoft and, and PlayStation and that game is going to be great too. I, and, and that's coming from someone that I, I really don't like turn-based games like i'm not picking up Baldur's gate even though it looks it looks like it's a lot of fun i'm not a, i'm not a turn-based guy but sea of stars is going to be a, a, a testament to like what traditional rpgs back in the day the pixel rpgs were because those ruled the entire landscape it wasn't until final fantasy 17 that people were like oh oh this is this is nice mm-hmm. but man like Sea of Stars is going to be fantastic. But yeah, I, I'm i hoping that fans of FromSoft come in earnest to Armored Core because I, I want this franchise to continue on because it it reminds me of an old 80s movie that came out called Robot Jocks that you just, I don't get to see these kind of games too often. And and I'm excited to, to kind of jump in and, and play around and, and kind of build out my mech the way I want. Because you can 100, dude, if you want to go like Evangelion on this, you can go Evangelion on this if you really want those types of mechs. You can 100% do that. Uh, or you could go like full-on Steel Battalion if you want, like Titanfall. You can make your Titanfall mech. It's it's all, that. that's the beauty of Armored Core is they've got that versatility. I'm looking forward to it. You're selling me on it. Like I'm looking forward to the idea. Whether I play, <laughs> I don't think I'll play it at launch. Yeah. This might be one that I pick up down the line, like Atlas Fallen. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kevin Ainsworth sold me on Atlas Fallen by accident. He's like, it's only 10 hours long. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is great. It's like uh, Darksiders in short. I'm in. Um, so that's going to be like a, a pickup down the line for me. So I think maybe Armored Core will be as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's cool there. Uh, look, we have some smaller stuff. We've kind of touched on a little bit of it uh, already, but Mortal Kombat continues to uh, get better and better with these kind of open betas and and uh, that there's an open beta on the oops, on August 18th. So by the time you're mm-hmm. listening to this, you probably already played or not played accordingly. That's pre-order beta. It's not open beta. Pardon me. Um, there is a four player mode in Vampire Survivors. Cool. I think yeah. I think some people will get into that one. Uh, Skull and Bones is getting a closed beta. 
I don't think Skull and Bones is real. Yes, I interviewed the dev. I don't I don't know. Uh, Honestly, the, that's that's oh. one of those ones where like they've been doing closed betas for a while. And while I don't I don't think I'm going to jump into that game as even though it's a pirate game, mm-hmm. the fact that they are are willing to continue to delay it, that they're willing to continue to do these closed betas to then get feedback to then address the actual feedback. It's 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 enlightening to see or it's it's lightning to see that they're willing to do this it's it's willing to otherwise they just like release it and let it go i honestly think they should have done that a while ago and just moved on to something different uh but it's nice to see that they are at least being honest with them wanting to make something that players want and how they're able to do this for the last let's see 2018 was when they announced it they've been working on it for a while since then so what has that been like seven, eight years at this point that they, that they, <laughs> they're still working on this game. It's going to be a 10 year old game before it actually gets launched. It's but the yeah. star citizen of pirate games. No, st- no star citizen is not real. Yeah. Skull and bones, I think is actually real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Sega's acquisition of Rovio, uh, has officially gone through, uh, Humanity, which is our friend CJ, aka Super Pack, who helped host the show in my absence, uh, his game passed a million downloads. Shout out to him and Player One Podcast as well. We love them. Uh, there is a Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom Liberty stream on August 24th at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And Alan Wake was delayed by 10 days from the 17th to the 27th, basically to make room for all these other games coming out. I couldn't be happier that they delayed it. Truth be told, um, I'm. I think Alan Wake Two is perfect for that kind of spooky week of Halloween. Uh, but there is no reason to compete with the news cycles that are going to come. Uh, you know, after a month of Starfield, but then you've got Spider Man. Uh, you'll have Forza. There's a couple others in there that I'm just blanking on. But like, no reason to compete with that. Absolutely right to move Alan Wake where you are. That game looks amazing. Remedy is a special studio. If you've if you've played Alan Wake, even Alan Wake Remastered, you saw glimpses of special in, in the best ways. And if you played Control Ultimate Edition, uh, that's where it really shines. And so I'm really excited for Alan Wake. That is among my most anticipated games. I, I keep rotating through them, but um, yeah. I love that they delayed it by a week. Um, which is counter to Assassin's Creed, right? Didn't Assassin's Creed move? Assassin's Creed moved up, yeah. Yeah. They moved, they... <laughs> Somebody go <It's>... to November, <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to move out of out of October, but yeah, Assassin's Creed moved up from the twelfth to the fifth, so they went up a week, uh, which was really good. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how people respond to that because I think I I personally like the. The Assassin's Creed that they have been putting out, but I know a lot of folks have been wanting the more kind of neat or narrowed, uh, narrowed yeah. like play style. So I'm looking forward to that. But dude, I, I, th- the fact that they came out and say, Remedy came out and said that they are moving out of the way of other games. Like we know that marketing is a, is a big thing when it comes to like when games come out, but the fact that they actually came out and said it like, yeah, we're getting out of the way of some other big games. It's like, I like that. That's honesty. Mm-hmm. That's that's earnest honesty. And and I and I applaud them for being open to saying that because most other studios would be like, oh, well, we want to make sure we give our, our teams enough time to be able to uh, to really put some polish in for some of the it's like, 
how much is a week really going to give you? Right. But just to say like, hey, we're getting out of the way of the big games. I hope you guys have fun with them. We'll be here at Halloween. Yep. That's cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get to some listener mail here before we round out. But I will encourage everybody, if you're enjoying the show, please click like, subscribe. If you're uh, on a podcast service of choice, offering a review really does uh, just do the most. We really appreciate it. And of course, you can support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. All right. Uh, first question comes from Ellery uh, in our Discord. Thank you, Ellery, for writing in. They say, Starfield is right around the corner. Will you be playing in first person or third person? Logan, I am a third person guy when given the option. Uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to see my character and see hey, what's Logan. going on. Okay. I, I, oh, I much prefer third person to first, 100%. Hmm. I've been desperate for a third person Halo game. Um I mean, that's why Arkham is my favorite series, right? That's why I'm so excited about mm. Spider-Man. Third person is where I like to be. Um, unless the game significantly plays better in first, I would choose third. So at this point, I'm all third person. How about you? So I've been playing Fallout 76 in kind of prep for Starfield because I, I feel like that's the closest I'm going to get to modern day Bethesda. And... I've honestly really enjoyed the third person. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. Um, I was good with Star or with uh, Cyberpunk as first person, but I would have liked a third person option. Hundred uh, percent. I really like first person in Sea of Thieves because it feels more personal when you're doing stuff. But if I'm being honest, uh, playing through Fallout right now in third person and getting to see your character and stuff like that and walking around with a minigun in a in a big mech suit and stuff i'm really looking forward to doing starfield in third i think i'm going to enjoy it a lot more um i i just really something about that just feels better mm -hmm. and and so i'm probably going to be jumping in third person personally okay cool so you and i are in agreement on that one yeah uh, Rune came, wrote in over on Twitter, asking us if we had a chance to jump into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He says, I thought it was a ton of fun, lots of tense moments, and a fun gameplay loop. I know we alluded to this earlier. I have not, uh, and I don't anticipate it, just given the crowding, and that's not my specific type of game, unless we organize like an XCP play night, which I would do. Yeah. Um, that's probably the only way I would play this one. But I've seen Rune say that he likes it. I've seen Clint say that he likes it, uh, and a few others dude i was checking out numbers last night and uh in texas chainsaw was was streaming there were um it was like 60k for baldur's gate 3 and then like gta 5 was under that and then right underneath that on on a friday night opening night was texas chainsaw massacre so they they are doing really well it is a great game to watch for streaming especially given the the fandom for dead by daylight and all the people that have been enjoying that franchise for a long time same thing with like hunt showdown and stuff like tons of people mm -hmm. love those types of games and this one being the 3v4 instead of the 1v4 i think is is interesting because you have a little more a little more fun playing with uh, other killers as opposed to just being the sole killer and having to go around and do stuff it's not quite so boss versus uh, uh like you know little minions or something like that but mm -hmm. i i probably won't be jumping into this just because i don't handle anxiety too well when it comes mm -hmm. to these types of games and i know that i would probably stress myself out trying to run away or getting frustrated if i couldn't kill someone or if they were too sneaky and stuff like that but watching some of the clips of like killers 
getting help because uh, you can fight back like in dead by daylight you, you get grabbed you're done uh in mm-hmm. this one like you can kind of you could actually punch <laughs> the, the people in the face when uh when they grab you so it's like they can you can fight back as a as a victim and uh mm-hmm. seeing the the like the 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 assists come in from other people like mm-hmm. in in this it just it's it's really cool i think they did a really good job making a texas chainsaw massacre mo- or a game in this case dope dope i like hearing that yeah. i like hearing that uh pyro wrote in with a really cool question a really cool question i want to sit on edward's question for a week if we could yeah. um, but pyro's question here was what would it take for physical media to cease context for me i believe that more defined ownership or protection and better games and preservation are required before the medium can stop in mainstream only services like limited run make additions for avid collectors and reducing devs costs um it's a good question i find physical media to be largely useless because games update so regularly and a lot of what i play requires an internet connection there are some exceptions of course um but i don't find a lot of use i play a lot of my series s which is downstairs of course there's no physical in that one the discs that i that i own i rarely use on my series x um but that is an anecdotal personal experience i know there are a lot of collectors but even me who enjoys a good statue shout out to to my statues behind me um they sit there, right? The discs are never used, sometimes never opened. I'd rather have it digital. What do you think on this one? This is this is a really interesting question for me because um, it's there's a couple things that need to happen. You need to be able to have a way to sell your digital copies or to gift them to people. Uh, the way that you can hand someone like your physical discs to someone gives them license by that physical trade off. Like there's 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 no like accessing account or anything like that. The only difference is that if there is downloadable content that was available through that, that initial download or that initial redemption, that's locked to your account. But being able to physically hand someone a disc, even if it doesn't have the code, gives them license to play that game. And when you can acquire that through digital means, uh, that will be the day that I think physical media truly dies. I think it already has just in the sense that games are so big and they get updated. Like you mentioned that the discs are just the license. It's just the authorization to download the game from the store. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything what's actually on that disc. A small portion of the game may be actually on the disc itself. Um, For physical media to cease, we have to have better uh better laws and enforcement and protections as consumers to be able to have more rights over the games that we currently own because we don't technically own them we own them for as long as the company that has them grants us access and much Mm -hmm. like the xbox 360 store when that goes down you can still download and play them by but that is by the good graces of xbox Mm-hmm. They have no reason to, 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 you know, continue allowing people to play those games if they choose that they don't want to. But a lot mm-hmm. of companies will. Physical media back in the day used to curtail that. Uh, and it's it's honestly like in what I do to personally is so most of my purchases through Xbox are physical or not. Sorry, sorry, digital. Most of my stuff on Xbox is digital because I'm going to be there most of the time. 
what I do is I typically buy physical for Switch because most of the time the games are actually on the cartridge. Mm-hmm. And I can I can swap them and, and keep them with me. And then that I don't have to think about it. But a lot of the time I still have to authorize purchases through the through the internet. Like I still have mm-hmm. to verify that that's the case. Sony is the one company where I can buy physical and I can have that game installed and not be connected to the internet and still have access to those games. So for Sony, I actually buy a lot of those games physical used Mm -hmm. at very cheap costs Mm -hmm. like 10 bucks is usually my buy-in automatically for any game that's like ps4 ps5 Mm -hmm. but it will mostly be physical because they just they're they're one of the few consoles out there that respect the download on your console if it's downloaded on your console you can still play that Mm -hmm. without the internet so we either get to that point or we have better consumer protections in place to be able to have proper ownership over the content that we've purchased mm-hmm. instead of the, the good graces of the company that has that. And when we can start to sell our games online to other people through like eBay or Amazon, whatever like that, and it's a digital copy and you can transfer that digital copy to them. That's a whole nother thing that deals with like, you know, having some sort of like JSON serialized number that locks that that digital copy to like um like a and, and i'm gonna say the the nasty word here but you know an nft oh, there no. there's gonna be there has to be a way for that to to be a system in place for that to happen it's already happening in other other industries it's just a matter of time at this point but mm-hmm. i think that's the caveat i think that's when we get away from physical media gotcha gotcha that's a good answer a far but i think it's a far more informed answer because your habits are you have physical media habits whereas i do not any longer so i don't even i don't it doesn't even register for me so i'm glad we were able to answer pyro's question great question i I want to shout out pyro as well um listen to the marble it up interview and tweeted me that the interview after enjoying the interview he purchased two copies he and his brother play and he did that by tagging the dev and so the dev got to see that oh nice that's yeah. really cool. I hope people do that for Oceanhorn too, because Oceanhorn two deserves its uh, flowers. It's it's a solid it's a solid series. Agreed, agreed. Well, Logan, uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and call it there because uh, I got I got a edit and bolt today. Um, but busy weekend. It, yeah, busy weekend is right. But I'm so excited to watch the coverage that comes out uh, over the next few weeks. We'll have Immortals of Avium impressions for people on the next episode. Uh, we can say that it's okay. Um, we'll have that and we'll have early Starfield reviews to talk about. I think, I don't think no. Cause next, next no. week is not the 31st. 31st gotcha. is the week after, oh, but it's the week after. Game, okay. gamescom is next week. Right. And, and it, there's going to be some, a lot of Xbox news coming out of that. Maybe some little shadow drops. You never know. could be that. I know, uh, Jeff Keighley was saying like, temper expectations for gamescom it's going to be updates on games that we saw at Summerfest. Mm-hmm. so no which is great advice great advice updates on games are great please don't expect the world there can only be so many yeah. amazing AAA showcases in a year in between summer game fest and game awards gamescom uh quakecon it's just yeah Take a breath. Same thing with Xbox too. Like last year, they got fried for having like a a, fi- a fifteen minute thing on trebuchets. Like, folks, 
it's Gamescom. It's it's a big deal for being in person. It's not a big deal after having like E3s. Right, right. Um, and so, temp- so appropriately manage your expectations. And I don't mean temper, but like updates on games that you already know about and a few things here and there. They're not going to drop Hellblade 2. That's not happening. That yeah. is a that, that is not for Gamescom. So, yeah. All right. Uh, everybody that's listening can find me on socials at Insipid Ghost. And of course, support XEP. I've shouted that out a few times uh, this this episode. Logan, where can people find you? Uh, I am going to be doing Keelhauled podcasts. Um, not quite sure what's going on this week, just because we're 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 uh, dead in the water. There's no there's no wind in our sails. I have no clue when we're getting more content. But uh, boy, howdy, do we would we like it? Uh, so tell them to come listen to us at XCP. I might just do I might just do the five minute episode. Hey guys, had a really good time over at Xbox Expansion Pass. Go listen to the Xbox Expansion Pass. No, I um, love the QL community. I, I lurk them a lot. In oh, the, they're great. Discord. I love awesome. my community. Fantastic yeah. people jumping in. So definitely uh, do that. Probably be uh, on social media still over on X uh, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Honestly, a, a lot of time though is is going to be in the Discord because the, the the community members over there they're the the earnest fans. They've been having some of the best discussions. So much hype for stuff that even I'm just like, that's cool that people are getting into that. So probably over there. Yep. Good stuff there. All right, everybody. That's going to be it for us. No interview this week. You will have a creator talk, but we're going to take a breath for Gamescom and I'm going to get my bearings under me with work. Uh, and then interviews will start back up. But my schedule's a little tighter over the next two months. Uh, so have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care. Thank you.